0: And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I bring on a guest that I had on in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right back. So today's guest is Rajiv Nathan, also known as Raj Nation, and he is the founder of Startup Hype Man. Uh, Raj, welcome back to the show. I'm happy to be
1: back. Good to hear your voice again.
0: Man, to, likewise, in today's topic, uh, storytelling for business in presentations. I'm I'm excited to get into that because as a Startup Hype Man, you are the expert in that field. Um, but before we do that, let's give the uh, audience a little bit more about your background and what you're doing over at the Startup Hype Man. So tell us a little bit more
1: about the business, please. Yeah, happy to. So um, Startup Hype Man is really focused on working with growing startup companies uh, honestly, to essentially help them not suck at how they explain what they do um, to customers, to investors, so that they ultimately stand apart from competitors and stand out to their desired audience.
0: That's awesome. And uh, I think that will, I mean, that that gets us right into today's topic. So uh, the good, the bad, the ugly in uh, in, in presentations and, and the way people present themselves, uh, where do you want to begin?
1: Well, I think... Um, Maybe the bad and the ugly is, is a good starting point. Um, and that's I, I that's my
0: favorite. I like to start with the bad. If you say, I got good news and I have bad news, which one you are first at, I'm like, give me the bad. Give me the bad. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy I am.
1: <laughs> so I guess let, let's put it into context, right? So whether you're a startup or, or another type of company, you're oftentimes, at least in B2B settings, you're oftentimes in situations where you have to, present your idea to the customer, or to the potential buyer. And that could be you know, hard software that you're selling, it could be more of a service that you're selling. But in a lot of cases, there's a point at which a presentation needs to be given. Now some companies as I've seen are not doing a presentation at all and that's where they're losing potential customers. Then there are others who are using a presentation but it's just not effective. And typically when it's not effective, is when what you're putting in your slides, I'll start from just an aesthetic perspective. It's very tech and it is something that looks more like, remember like being in college, there were certain professors who just, the slides were like paragraphs, right? And they would just read off of those paragraphs. And there was really actually no reason to go to class. I mean, if you, lived, if you went to college at a time when there was online learning, they'd be like, oh, these slides will be sent to you online. And then you'd be like, okay, great, I have to go to class. And then there were some of those professors who they had minimal words on the slides. but They were so captivating individuals. And it's like you look forward to going to their classes. And that's the same thing we can take in sales environments is how do you become that, like, captivating professor? And, again, from an aesthetic perspective, it starts with, well, hey, let's not do a bunch of words on slides here. Let's trim this down. Even to the point of, like, oftentimes, you know, a joke like bullets kill people, but bullet points kill presentations.
0: No. You can even have, like... I, I can't you know, with you, Raj. Awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bullets kill people, but bullet points
0: kill presentations. Stop. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I'm, I can't. You know, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and with that, right, you can have like, a few words on the slide, but if it's presented as bullet points, it's still just kind of like, it really weakens what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What I like to do instead are what I call text strips, which is... um. Let's say, so, so Adam, like, give me like, uh, just like a general like piece of advice you might give someone.
0: Everybody should start up, a, should start a podcast because it's good for their business.
1: Okay, so let's say you wanted to get that point across. Everybody should start a podcast. Mm-hmm. There's one way you could do it, which is bullet point one: everybody should start a podcast. Bullet point two: it will be good for business. Mm-hmm. Which is not going to be the most effective visual way to get that across. Then, you, or you could use text strips, which is basically create a you know a text block on the slide mm-hmm. that says, we'll say so the first text block is everybody should start a podcast. What you're going to do then is make the background color of that. Let's say you were the slide color was black. Mm-hmm. You make the background color of the text box white, and then make the font black. So now it almost looks like you're like you've like cut out of paper the um, the text um like overlays onto the slide that would be one um that would be one text strip and then your second text strip underneath that or somewhere else on the slide would say it's good for business same thing white background on the text box the font itself is black so the font matches what color the background of the slide is and it just create something that's a little bit more like visually eye-popping for those cases like when you're going to actually like use the words opposed to just like you know using an image
0: yeah, so the graphic part of it, that's uh I mean to me that's always a tricky thing. So I, I when I think about um what's gonna contextually fit my presentation, that part always it it always gets me. So I use and I think my team we use Blitz now at this point and we don't I, I don't know if they're necessarily the right ones or the wrong ones, but um for people that are for, for people that are listening to this who are kind of who are in the middle of creating some um presentations as we speak for this year. Luckily I don't have to create quite as many now. Now I just get to talk on this mic. But um, for for people that are out there pitching, um, let's talk a little bit to the to the startup community and and in yeah. the context of that, because I know that's that's like a niche that you've been very successful in, and also in helping that that demographic. Um, so, what are yeah. the tips for them in terms of their presentation?
1: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of the same logic applies whether you're a startup or not. But the idea here is um, when you think about putting together these slides from a you know, like information perspective, when like we talk about visual, second year, but now from just like what information is going into this, most companies, when they're talking to customers, they are putting together more of what's called like a capabilities deck, which is like, here's the overview of what we do. Here's our services, here's our software, et cetera. But it's not, um, it's not done in a way that necessarily like engages the mind or gets someone to want to care. It is essentially saying, Here's me. Here's all about me, and here's why I'm great. And you'll see a lot of these these decks start with um, like the what kind of these joking call like the NASCAR slide or the logo salad that I've also heard, where you just have like all your customer logos thrown onto a slide, you know, like a NASCAR driving around the track. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you'll have the um, here's what our software, here's what our services. Um, you know, I call it the proven solution slide. From there, you have uh, oftentimes, like, the technology slide, which shows, hey, we're backed by this amazing technology. And then from there, you have the suit slide where you show headshots of your executive leadership and why the company is great. That is not something that's going to get someone to want to care. What you instead want to do is actually craft a story through these slides that take the, the, the viewer, the listener, the buyer on a journey. And the way you do that is by starting by, like, defining the world in which they operate in today, and then showing how there's some, like, shift or change in that world taking place. And then from there, how that shift presents a core problem for them. It almost presents like a fork in the road. Like, you could, like Matrix, you can choose the blue pill or the red pill. And what you're making a case for, ultimately, is, like, why they should choose the red pill. And then once you've done that, you build up, hey, what happens if you choose this path? And what happens if you don't choose this path? After that, you finally bring in, okay, well, here's the here's like the ultimate vision we're working towards. And I should correct myself and say, even before you define the world, you should start by defining what is the large-scale vision that you have for them and, and the destination you can take them to. So when you come back to that middle section, you restate that vision or destination. And then after that, you finally bring in, well, hey, guess what? Our company can do those things for you. And here's what we're good at. And if you follow this process, you'll see that, you know, it seems crazy, but you oftentimes don't actually bring in your company and what you do until minimum 50% in and as late as 70% in. Um, I just actually wrote an article last week Uh, dissecting Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, Mm -hmm. which actually follows this format pretty much to a T. And what's crazy is we remember, it's called the I Have a Dream speech, right? We know it is that. It's It's about a 16 and a half minute talk that he gave. He did not mention the words I Have a Dream until 11 and a half minutes in. Wow. I had no idea right? That's the power of this. And we remember it so vividly because of the build it took to get there. Right, Once once you're hanging on every word, then when he says that, I have a dream, right? I have a dream that one day my kids will play, right? All that stuff. Now it's like, okay, well, you, you're bought into the concept of it. And now you've got some like verbiage to tie around that concept you've bought into. And if he could move 250,000 people in a single day using that format, surely my entrepreneurs listening, my sales leaders listening, can move a single person on a single discovery or a single demo call for the presentation.
0: Man, that's exciting, Raj. Um, I, I could talk to you all day about this, but uh, that being said, um, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on the Startup Hype Man, uh, what's the best way for them to reach out and to learn more and to connect with you?
1: The website is startuphypeman.com. Exactly how it's spelled. Exactly how it sounds. My personal email is Rajiv, R-A-J-I-V, at StartupHypeMan.com. You can find us on all the social medias at startuphypeman, and our podcast is called Startup Hype Man, The podcast on all major platforms.
0: Perfect, love it. Um, well, hey, Rod, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing more about what you're doing over at Startup Hype Van and giving us awesome tips on how to better present and represent ourselves in these meetings. So appreciate all of that. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, um, share this with your friends and family. I mean, do all those great things we do to uh, to support our podcasters. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, leave us some comments in the comments section uh, and, and lo- love to talk to you there and thanks again Raj
1: thank you